Welcome to this episode of 60 Second Retail, a BDO podcast keeping you in the know on events and trends in the retail and consumer products industry impacting your bottom line in just a few short minutes. Hello, my name is Naomi Cutler. I'm the national leader of the retail and consumer products industry group at BDO USA. Today's episode is the very first international edition of our podcast, where we will examine retail trends and happenings across the globe. With us today is Laura McNaughton, Consumer Brands M&A Partner for BDO UK. And Laura is here to talk with us about some of the findings coming out of our annual Retail CFO Outlook survey and how they compare to the UK market sentiment and themes from the BDO's UK annual retail trading forecast report. Welcome to the podcast, Laura. Hi, Natalie. Laura, so one of the most interesting things I noticed in our CFO Outlook survey findings is 83% of the retailers are planning to increase their prices in 2023. And that comes on top of what we've already seen in 2022. How do you think that consumers react to this? And are you seeing the same thing in the UK? And will it ultimately result in promotions? I think we've probably seen similar themes to you guys stateside. People had no choice but to increase prices in 2022. We equally saw a number of factors that were driving that, from increases in raw materials through to problems with shipping costs and then ultimately inflation that we saw at the latter end of the year. When people look forward and when we look at our themes in our trading report, unfortunately, cost prices are set to increase, whether that be infrastructure or, again, just the cost of the raw products. And ultimately, the retailers will have no choice. There are some positives. Um, Shipping for us has reduced again and come back down to, to levels actually we thought would take a lot longer to come through. But fundamentally, just the cost of product is going to be more. And so they are will have no choice but to raise those prices. But what we have seen perhaps over the last couple of months is that there has been an increase in promotions and discounts where people are having to draw the customers back to them. So our view and and where we think it may be is that volumes may go up, but given that people are going to perhaps have to discount to get those volumes, that overall people could see a reduction in revenue because they're having to fight for that consumer purse. Yeah, we're, we're seeing something very similar. I mean, the consumer wallet is more fixed than it has been in years with inflation, interest rates, and just an increase in pricing for regular, everyday essential products, groceries, et cetera, really eating into that very fixed budget that the average consumer has today. Yeah, and so, it's really interesting for us as well. And if we look at our golden quarter that we've just seen, whilst we know that consumers are facing that challenge in spending, majority of our clients, both in what we saw on our high street sales tracker, but equally what our clients are saying to us is that they had pretty strong golden quarter. And trading in January, I don't know whether it's the same for for you guys over stateside, but trading for January hasn't been too bad. It's been better than we thought. And general sentiment at the moment is we're a little bit more comfortable than we thought we would be in this point of, of 2023. Well, that's good to hear. So maybe what we do is we shift gears a little bit to supply chain issues. Both the UK and the US markets have been seeing a lot of supply chain issues. And we've seen in the CFO Outlook survey that US retailers are planning to prioritize supply chain technology to get a better grasp on the health of their supply chain and identify potential issues ahead of time. 
this is very critical given where what we've seen with supply chain over the last 24 to 36 months. So I'm curious to know if retailers in the UK are taking a, a similar approach and you know what are they prioritizing in order to address these ongoing issues? So supply chain 21-22 for UK retail was one of the biggest headaches. So 21, we had huge issues of lack of stock due to there not being enough shipping availability to get products into the UK. And then in 2022, we saw a lot of retailers take the view that they needed to stock up to mitigate those supply chain issues, take on the fact that the cost of freight was really expensive and put that into their cost of product and really ended the year probably in a position of holding too much stock for them to trade through. So sat here Q1, people are really thinking about how they now trade through to renormalize their supply chain. And a lot of focus, therefore, is going back to basics in some ways in the UK of people looking to how do they manage the time it takes to get product into the warehouse, how much time that spends in the warehouse before it gets to the consumer so that they can really manage their working capital. Because those working capital pressures in the UK are probably one of the biggest threats to certainly our clients and the businesses that we work with. So whilst technology is fundamentally a long-term part of that, actually for the UK, in some ways, it's a little bit simpler, which is how do we get our working capital back under wraps so that the liquidity that we need to really come out of what has been some of the the most challenging years here in the UK with some of the issues we've faced for the sector. How can they get back to that that balanced position? So interesting, in your response to supply chain, you brought up technology. And that's actually the, the third pillar of our survey. So in the CFO Outlook survey, we see specialty retailers are leading the digital innovation race in terms of how they leverage data analytics. This is going to be a key to success in 2023 with 58% of those that responded saying that they're using customer data to better predict and manage customer demand to make inventory decisions. So it's kind of like taking the customer demand, taking the the inventory management and, and, and marrying the two. I'm curious to know how UK retailers are doing the digital innovation race and and what are they using data analytics to for? It's been an incredible pace of change through data analytics and the power that gives the retailers to engage with their consumer. So similar trends to what you're seeing, the ability to predict what people are going to buy when they're going to buy product has become increasingly important. And whereas we would have spent a huge amount of time talking to our clients about cost of customer acquisition, ROAS as KPIs, there's definitely been a real shift now in terms of data analytics that absolutely allows them, one, to manage that customer demand, as as you're seeing over in the US, but more importantly, how they really get to understand their customer, how they understand the customer behaviours, and ultimately how they can make sure that they stay relevant to their customer and they don't have to go out and spend huge volumes of money on advertisement where they've got that existing customer and they can just get the customer to buy what they need to buy when they need to buy it and spend the money with them. It's interesting. I find it fascinating, the fact that the more things change, the more they stay the same. And no matter how much technology, no matter how much we've evolved over the last, you know, however long retail has been in existence is that 
knowing your customer and understanding your customer needs is still the number one focus. It's ultimately how we get that knowledge and how we use it is probably the biggest change over the last, I don't know, couple of years, I would imagine. Absolutely. And those the, the interesting thing I find in, in the conversations that we have, Natalie, is the markets are so similar. You know, the customer changes uh, and they change quite quickly. We've seen a few differences between both our UK customer and the, the US consumer slightly. But you're quite right. Some of the basics are still the fundamentals that see those in the UK that are winning and those that unfortunately are, are continuing to challenge to really keep afloat in a market that's been so volatile for, for a number of years. Absolutely. So given that, you know, we are focusing on the UK in, in this edition, are there any other interesting data points from the retail trading forecast that popped out to you when, when reading through our CFO Outlook survey? As I mentioned, it was incredible how similar the two reports are. We've always said that the two markets are, they follow very similar trends. But actually to see the two reports side by side, the, the similarities are, are, are very stark. But there's a couple of interesting areas that definitely jumped out to me. Subscriptions being one. In the UK at the moment, with that pressure on the amount of money that consumers are going to have to spend, are they going to keep with the subscription model that we've seen evolve hugely, particularly through COVID? And that's across a couple of subsectors. So we've got subscriptions in pet, we've got subscriptions in health and wellness, all of which are sectors we expect to fare pretty well over the next year. But the subscription model itself is one that people are really thinking, will people still choose to do that or choose to go back to purchasing as and when they need things. And, and that is something that there is no firm view on it at the moment, but certainly one to watch for us in, in 2023. Loyalty programs are, are right at the top of the agenda in the UK. We've seen a lot of headlines come out of all of our large retailers going back to that core of having those retail programs, getting that data on their customers to allow them to have those insights, as we've talked about before. So a few themes where perhaps you're seeing your consumers in a different way. We're perhaps seeing a few more threats of change in the model yet again, that we will wait to see whether that year um, unfolds and, and some of those challenges come to our clients. Wow. I hope um, we both have a very successful year from a retail perspective. Thank you, Laura. And if you have any questions for Laura or myself on what we've covered in this episode, please reach out to us using the Contact Us form on our podcast landing page. And that concludes this episode of BDO's 60 Second Retail Podcast. Don't forget to tune in for the next episode. To find more information on our hosts, guests, BDO services, or listen to previous episodes of 60 Second Retail, please visit www.bdo.com slash 60-second-retail. 